Well, hello and welcome, friends. You're listening to the Star City Podcast, and I get to be your host today. My name is Brian Smith, and today we have as our guest Dr. Daniel Henderson. Daniel is president of Strategic Renewal, a ministry dedicated to helping churches across the country and around the world in experiencing spiritual renewal in the ministry of prayer. Daniel has served for over two decades as a pastor of local churches, and he is an author of numerous books on Christian leadership and prayer. He is committed to following God's call in his life to encourage, challenge, and lead others to understand and be committed to being people of prayer. Daniel, welcome to Star City, and thank you for being our guest today. Thank you, Brian. It's always a joy to be in conversation with you. Well, Daniel, let's jump right into our conversation because there are some important principles and truths that uh, I want you to unpack for our listeners today. And and let's begin with recognizing that, that your book on transforming prayer isn't about another formula for praying as much, but instead you write about the bigger ideas and reasons for the goals and reasons to pray that God has taught us in the scriptures. What are some of those things that God wants us to keep in mind and keep before us when we seek him and take time to know him in prayer? Oh, well, thank you, Brian. I remember when this book first came out and the publisher, of course, sets up interviews. Uh, There was one interview in Portland. I think the lady was kind of in a bad mood and she went off script. And at the very end, she said, well, Pastor Henderson, what is the purpose of prayer after all? And of course, in the moment, the Holy Spirit made it clear to me that The purpose of prayer is the purpose of everything, and that is the glory of God, right? Yes. And, of course, in the model prayer, at least uh, in one manuscript, it ends with, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Mm. And really, our goal is to glorify God through an intimate communion with Him. Uh, I often say, uh, Brian, that our definition determines our destination in Mm. prayer. And many of us think prayer, our definition, will be talking to God, which makes God one big ear and us one big mouth, right? Uh, but uh, the, the the definition I love is prayer is intimacy with God that leads to the fulfillment of His purposes. Mm-hmm. And that really is the, the purpose of prayer, that we would join intimacy with God through Christ by the Holy Spirit in prayer that would lead us to fulfill His purposes in our lives and for His glory. What an amazing truth that the God who literally speaks spoke everything into existence, and started time, invites us and welcomes us to know him and to seek him and experience him in prayer, Uh, which leads in right to the next thing I want to ask you about. You talk about the need to develop a love relationship with God. Uh, And as Christians, we we hear this all the time in church, but let's talk about how that can happen for every Christ follower and, and why it should happen, why it's so important in cultivating and growing one's personal prayer life. Yeah, and that, you know, springing from the intimacy idea that it's intimacy with God, uh, we talk a lot about how Jesus was very clear that our prayer doesn't start with God's hand, but with his face. Mm. I remember when my kids were growing up, all they wanted was what was in my hand, you know, buy me candy, (laughs) buy me a toy, Christmas is coming, birthday, pretty soon loan me the car keys. In fact, when, when they were young, we took a picture, and I told the guy, can we take this picture with their hands in my pocket so it feels natural, right? <laughs> but now as they have grown, they don't want anything from my hand. They want the relationship. And that's why Jesus said, start with our Father in heaven. Begin with the relationship. As we always say, seek his face first, and then you can trust his hand. And so it's moving from a request-based idea focused on the hand of God, which is wonderful, and the Lord is our provider, 
but to primarily a uh, worship-based perspective mm. focused, first of all, on the relationship and intimacy with the Father. As we've reminded our people over and over again through the years of pastoral ministry and other opportunities is that God, God doesn't want us to just seek his gifts. It, he wants us to seek him yeah. who's the giver of our gift, of That's the gifts right. that he, things he has planned for us. Daniel, one of the things that I learned in my high school years as I was going through a basic discipleship course, you may remember, remember it was by Barry St. Clair, yeah, which yeah. my youth minister was leading us through uh, in his home, was that our prayer time with God shouldn't be just our reviewing with God what I'm wanting him to do for me, uh, seeking just gifts, but what God is wanting to show me and tell me and do with me as he reveals that in my prayer time with him. Uh, let, let's talk about why we need to spend time with God in prayer, hearing what he wants us to know, seeking his face, and then also tell us exactly how does that happen and why does everything change when we make the effort to spend time seeking God's face? Mm. One of my favorite verses, Brian, is 2 Corinthians 3.18. Probably my favorite verse on prayer, we all with unveiled face are beholding Mm. the glory, the doxa, the person, the face of God. And what happens, and we are being transformed to glory, uh, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God into the image of Christ. So, you know, the Lord clearly wants to do that in us and through us. And I think the best way for that to happen is praying from the Scripture, right? It's not just telling God what's on our mind, but it's discovering what's on His mind. I always say whoever starts a conversation tends to guide it. And when it comes to prayer, we want the Lord to guide our conversation. Mm. Uh, it was John Piper, uh, and John's always stealing our material, as you know, we'll have to write to him. But uh, John said it this way. He said, where the mind is not brimming with Scripture, the heart is seldom brimming with prayer. Mm. And so to experience intimacy with the Father, changing us, must start with an open Bible. And I love to think of it this way, Brian, that prayer is the opportunity to open the Bible, have a conversation with the author who lives in me, the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and who wants me to understand what he meant by what he said by drawing me into an intimate connection with him and then giving me the power to live that truth out. Wow, what a privilege. You don't get that from any other book, any other experience. That's the joy and privilege of prayer. You know, just a couple of weeks ago in our weekly staff worship and devotion prayer time as a team, I asked everyone to spend the next week praying Scripture And unless the Holy Spirit gave them another passage, just take a familiar text like Psalm 23, Mm. either all of the verses, six verses each day, or one verse at a time in the next week, and pray that verse. And then we came back together, and we spent time praying that verse of Scripture or those verses of Scripture together in small groups of two and three team members all over the room. And it, it was such a moving time and reminder to us that it's not just about the upflow of us asking God for things, but it is the overflow of God's Word in our heart, mm-hmm. helping us not just with what we ask and how we ask for it, but what to listen for that God wants us to know yeah. during that time. And that's why praying God's Word is such an important part of growing spiritually in one's own Christian life, particularly in one's own prayer life as a Christian. Sure is. Daniel, you've quoted a statement by your friend Leif Erikson who said, the key to unity is shared experience. I like that. (laughs) It seems that most Christians hear more explanations about prayer than invitations for experiences in prayer. How can corporate prayer, praying with other Christians, why does that unify 
a local uh, body and bride of Christ, the local church. Yeah, so important. Uh, as you know, Brian, I shared as we were in conversation earlier today, two of my churches were on the heels of a really sad moral failure by my predecessor where trust has been violated. And it wasn't a strategy, mm. but it became a lesson to learn that when we pray together, God rebuilds trust because what you are on your knees is what you are. You look into one another's hearts. But more importantly, you are now aligning yourself with God's heart uh, A.W. Tozer makes a great statement that unity is not achieved by looking at one another, but by together looking away to Christ. Mm. And he uses the illustration of 100 pianos in a room. When you go to tune 100 pianos, you don't tune piano 2 to piano 1, piano 50 to 49, 100 to 99. You tune them all to one tuning fork. That's right. Because if you tune them to one another, 100 is not going to sound like one. Mm. But if they're all tuned to the same tuning fork, they will be in perfect unity. And that's what prayer does. We are together looking away to Christ, submitting our hearts to his, at the same time, opening our hearts to one another so there is an authenticity and understanding. When I pray with someone, I can put up with a lot of their rough edges, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I know their heart, and that's why prayer is so important in the Christian community. You know, we've heard, as preachers, we've heard uh, the joke before that uh, what kind of card did the disciples uh, ride in? Well, the Bible says they're all in one accord, <laughs> but, but it wasn't the car chariot, of course, one accord in the spirit of exactly. prayer, and it is it was amazing, and I've seen it happen myself, when you can take a room of people and you can feel the tension or, or you know that two or three of the members just are, are cattywampus and cross-eyed with yeah. each other. And then the Holy Spirit begin to break the heart of just one person. It takes mm -hmm. just one. Mm -hmm. And it's like a dam bursting yeah. and the pressure being released. And not only are relationships restored and reconciled, but sometimes real, genuine, Holy Spirit-led revival yep. takes place because they're praying together. Right. I'm sure when we get to heaven, we're going to shake our hand, heads back and forth saying, how in the world? World, could we have spent so much time on things that didn't matter <laughs> when there was so much that we could have done even more by focusing on the things that matter so very much? That's exactly right. And when we pray that we share, as you said earlier, we share our heart with God, but He shares His heart with us. And His heart is for His people and for His church and for unity and the demonstration of the gospel. So no surprise that that happens. That's God. exactly right. I think in part also that assembling ourselves together, not forsaking it, the encouraging each other comes by praying together. Yeah. Just because you're sitting together on a pew in the same room doesn't necessarily mean you're encouraging each other. That's right. But when you're joined together, there's, I tell our people, there are things that happen in a worship service when the ecclesia, that membership, that body and bride of Christ is together, that isn't repeated anywhere else. And that's why worshiping together and praising him and praying to him is so vitally important for a healthy and and holy growing local church Amen. family. Amen. Daniel, before we close, let's talk about the way you wrote your book, Transforming Prayer. It's not just another Christian book about prayer, but you included questions in the appendices that are designed to prompt discussions to make the book not just a good read, which it is, but a tool to help us better understand how God is wanting to transform our own prayer times with him. Yeah, so many books, uh, you wonder how long did it take you to write them, and that one, it took me about 20 years, because <laughs> it came out of the experience of seeing 
that prayer is not just therapeutic, but it's transformational, and it mm-hmm. really does change lives. And in the book, of course, we have some little segments of personal t- stories and testimonies, but really helping people understand not only the biblical basis, but the practice and outcome of moving from request-based praying to worship-based praying. Mm-hmm. And then the questions are designed to just help that become very real in your your life, your marriage, your family, your small group, your church, because as the subtitle of the book says, everything changes when you see God's face. And that was my testimony. The book was really an attempt to try to clarify that biblically and then pass it on to others so that they can have a similar experience. Well, thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit, my brother, and Uh writing that book. What an excellent read. And I encourage all of our listeners to pick up a copy if you haven't already done so. What a wonderful encouragement for every believer to remember about Daniel, how we can seek God and encouraging each other to do the same in the exciting spiritual journey of transforming prayer. Thank you, my brother, for your faithfulness to seek our risen Savior in prayer and encouraging all the rest of us to do the same right along with you. Thank you, Brian. Well, we've come to the end of our time together this week, friends. Thank you for joining us in our conversation with our special guest, Daniel Henderson. If you want to connect with Daniel's ministry or subscribe to his blog or other ministry resources, then be sure to type in Daniel's ministry website, strategicrenewal.com. That's one word, strategicrenewal.com. And be sure to bookmark on your phone, iPad, or computer Daniel's ministry website, strategicrenewal.com. I'm Brian Smith, thanking you for joining us today at the Star City Podcast. And don't forget that God invites you to live this week by His grace and always for His glory.